Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Alright, welcome back. This is B-Sides Boxing. I am Leo. I'm joined today by, today being May 7th, we are talking in the later evening. I'm joined by Pilot again and RJ's back. RJ, RG, excuse me. Sorry about that. Shout out to RJ though. Yeah, for sure. Always a good, always a good lad. Alright, gentlemen, how are we this fine evening? Pretty good, pretty good. No complaints, no complaints. All right, good to hear. Let's let's get right into it. We're going to go with our uh, sort of uh, sev- an adjacent topic. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, the UFC bantamweight champion, defended his title against Henry Cejudo, who it was coming off of a three-year layoff. He was, he sort of like retired on top, as I'm told. So, uh, yeah, Aljo gets, he gets the win. Um, uh, Pilot, let, let me start with you real quick. Where mm-hmm. so it was a three-two-three-two-two-three for Sterling. He 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 dropped it on one card. How did what did you think of the scoring? Um, the scoring was a little too close for comfort. I think the fight itself, um, Sterling won probably three-two-ish, even four-one. But I mean, I guess you know that's how it goes sometimes. At least the right guy won. At least yeah, the right guy won. Yeah, that's kind of the sentiment that we're, that I got from uh, from Nathan as well was uh, probably not as close as it should be for Sterling to be the caliber that he's uh, purported to be. But what are we gonna do? Yeah, in his prime, I mean, Cejudo's off a three-year layoff. You know, you right. can tell. Um, okay, RG, you said uh, just before we started that uh, Sterling's your guy. Why? Well, it's kind of funny because I really did not give a shit about Sterling for like a long time. Like, I mean, I just thought he's fine, kind of boring. I mean, honestly, it was my opinion of him. But then when he fought Yan, okay, the first time, I just felt like he was done so dirty. You know what I mean? Like, just if you weren't there, like following MMA time, you will not understand the amount of disrespect Aljamain Sterling got. Like, he was fucking crazy for something that wasn't his fault, like when Yan fouled him. So I just love to see the fact that he's like making a title run, you know? So many people call him a fraudulent champion, fake champion, no, 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 Why? Hey, still got, still got that motherfucking belt. Well, basically, Yan had the belt, right? And uh-huh. he fought Sterling. And Yan was, it was a decently competitive fight, but Yan was winning. And it was like, Sterling was completely gassed. Looked like Yan was for sure going to win. So Sterling's on the ground, and Yan hits him with a knee, which is illegal. You can't right. knee a grounded opponent. So he gets disqualified. And people were pissed about it, even though 100% it's Yan's fault. Then they rematch like, I don't know, it was a year later and he actually beats Jan in a decision. Which speaking of which, I think one thing that needs to be acknowledged, Sterling has a great resume. Like just on paper. Like he beat Yan, Dillashaw, Sanhagen, and now Cejudo. That that's so actually a really one, good set. The Dillashaw one, I mean, injury, whatever. But just on paper, I mean that's a fucking crazy resume, really. Yeah, even yeah, if he did get it on the short. Like a pretty short amount of times this happened. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So he's running the gauntlet. That's pretty crazy. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so he won the t he won the title on a DQ. Is that what I'm is that what I'm gathering? He, yeah, he got he, he he. Well, some people think he he was like playing possum or acting with acting like his like he got need while he was on the like like sitting down around his knee. And you can't that can't happen. So he won it off of disqualification, and he was kind of getting shat on for a while. Which is like I mean that's what everyone should do. If you foul me, I'm not fighting. Fuck you, especially yeah. for a belt. Fuck, there's no chance. Like for an example, okay, literally the exact same scenario happened in another fight like a year before, John Jones versus Anthony Smith, okay? It's probably a few years before. Jones beating the dog shit out of him, knees him when he's down, okay? Anthony Smith 100% can take his belt and get a rematch, all this stuff. What does he do? He continues fighting. And wh what thanks does he get? People on the internet say, wow, what a cool thing to do. You don't fucking get anything from continuing. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I just feel like people, like this is kind of a serious, but it was like victim blaming. You know what I'm saying? Like, our yeah. Early was the victim. Like, what? Like, what? What do you want him to do? Fucking, hey, don't need me, bro. Like, I'm sure he would have liked not getting in the fucking head, but you know. All right. But anyway, I'm just glad to see. Glad to see he's still on top. Yeah, that's actually what I was gonna wrap it up with. Was he may have won that belt on a DQ, but he sure as fuck earned the yeah. belt. Yeah, now it's like, well, if he ain't the real champ, take it from him. Yeah, for sure. That's like, what he said at the end was, if you got a problem with me, then come and take it. But let's move on. Uh, Deontay Wilder gets arrested in L.A. for a concealed weapons charge. We know how California is with gun laws, so I haven't seen anything come of this since the day he got arrested. So has anything transpired on this news bit? I heard he got I heard he got bailed and nothing of it. I mean, I heard it was more so because I think weed's legal in California, but supposedly there was marijuana in the car. Oh, and that's come what, on! Just forgive them grounds to find his gun. I, I I don't know if it was a fake picture. Someone said he posted a picture of of the of the gun on, on the driver's seat. I don't know if that was him or just some control shit. I don't know. I did, I did see that. But. If it was on the driver's seat, that's not concealed. I, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, well, if he posted bail, nothing's coming. It seems to be nothing's coming of it so far. I honestly don't expect anything to really come of it. Um, it's Deontay Wilder. You know, money's going to talk. But let's get into Matchroom and DAZONE sign a three-year extension. Now, it's also important to note that it seems that Eddie Hearn is shopping Matchroom Boxing and is see trying to get rid of it. Uh, I expect that this three-year extension gives him a lot of leverage on the sale, and it's supposed to be valued nearly a billion. That's pretty wild. Bro, they are not getting no fucking billion dollars. Oh, yeah. There ain't no way. I think it's like something in the seven high 700 million pounds was the value. Even that? I'm like, that's for what? Darts and Anthony Joshua? <laughs> Where's all the money come from? Canelo options? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, if Canelo resigns to 700 million, if he doesn't, you know, 50,000. Uh, you know what? Let's get this last one, this an, another one out of the way. Javante Davis, um, the sentencing happened. He got some house arrest time and probation. No jail time. Uh, house arrest, it's, I think it's more strict than just house arrest. Like, he can't leave at all. He can't even go train or anything like that. He can't leave his house at all. I think he's. I think he's staying with Calvin. Calvin Ford. Okay. Yeah. Ninety days. I think it's ninety days at Calvin's house, basically. So. 
Yeah, so presumably he'll still be trained. Okay, yeah, it does a little bit more at home stuff, but still. Like, you, you, have to assume, you have to assume that, like, right at the end of the 90 days, they'll have, like, a fight announced. You, you have to assume. Yeah, at the very least, shopping opponents, if nothing else. Um, it's really light considering what happened. Like, I like Davis. I, I sympathize with the difficulties he had earlier in life, but that's still a pretty, uh, pretty heinous thing that he did. I think people were pretty delusional to think he was going to, like, do yeah. real jail time. Yeah, same like it's, with... Uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. Like he's he's going to do, like, a year or two years. Like, you're fucking crazy, dude. There's no way. Uh, I was like, maybe he'll do, like, I don't know, six months or something, like, suspended or something. I, I don't know. Maybe something like that. But even that would have been a little crazy in my opinion. Not that what he did wasn't fucked up. But it was just... I just didn't think he was going to be that harsh for sentence. Yeah. It's just the hate for Davis that I just, question mark, I cannot find the reason why people dislike him so much. I don't know what it is. Uh, let's, get, let's get into the recaps. Uh, we're going to start with the meat and potatoes here. Uh, Canelo, unanimous decision over John Ryder. Uh, this was a super middle, undisputed fight. Um, so I highlighted some points here. First... Ryder gets up, I think it was round eight, in a situation where Ryan stayed, Ryan Garcia stayed down. Another thing that I wanted to point out was, um, I, I looked it up, for all four belts, John Ryder only has a ranking in the WBO. He's the w, technically the interim champion, that's, to me, interim titles are bullshit, uh, in this kind of situation, I guess. Wait, let me retract that. This is a situation where you need one. But that he's technically, to me, he's the number one contender. That's what he is. Um, and yeah, that's the only uh, sanctioning body that gave him a ranking. I, I looked and looked, and he doesn't have any. So let's start. It's because he beat Parker, right? What's up? It's because he beat Parker, right? Is that like Parker? Yeah. I think yeah, that was that was basically the Canelo sweepstakes. <laughs> that's like for some for some reason Parker has had like the number one WBO ranking for like a long ass time. A long time. Uh, there, for better or worse, like the the sanctioning bodies all kind of came down, sat down, and worked out like a rotation for them. So uh, it is what it is, I guess. John Ryder technically earned his spot, but okay. Having earned his spot, he surprised the fuck out of me. That guy is super, super tough. Um, RG, what? Try to tell, say something good, other than heart, you know, courage and blah blah blah, warrior spirit. What's something good that John Ryder did in this fight? I mean, shit. I don't know. Like I, a lot of the stuff that he did good, is, I don't know if he, he did it well or if it's just like Canelo is just like not as good as he used to be. So I don't know that John Ryder had anything to do with the fact that Canelo wouldn't move his head. Maybe he did, but probably not. Right? I think that was probably just Canelo's fuck up. Those uppercuts from John Ryder were landing. He's, he's got good. I mean, yeah, he, he had good uppercuts. I mean, he's got good stamina, I guess. I mean, he did okay work when he would like just lean up, lean on Canelo, but yeah, scrappy on the inside for sure. Yeah, that, I really didn't think much of Ryder. I was just like, God, this is so fucking weak from Canelo. I wrote him off too, to be totally honest. Yeah, and I, st I think people, like, one, I think <laughs> whenever someone has an underperformance, obviously, like, a, a huge favorite has an underperformance, a lot of people were like, man, the opponent was just a lot better than we thought. 
It's like, I don't know if that's true, to be honest with you. Yeah. Some of the draft riders are pretty much dog shit. I can't lie. But, they're, um, over, yeah, they're, they're kind of overrating Ryder now because Canelo didn't stop. Um, we all honestly thought Canelo was going to... I mean, 80% of fans thought Canelo was going to stop um, Ryder. But now that... I've never seen Ryder get this kind of crazy. I haven't seen Ryder get kind of today. Right, which is... That's why I'm trying to, like, phrase these questions in such a way, like, is this actually deserved? Which, now, Pilot, let me ask you. Based on what we saw against John Ryder, what do we expect from him if he were to be matched with the other top contenders at 168? Like Benavidez, Morel, Caleb Plant. We'll even throw in uh, Jermall Charlo for the sake of discussion. Hmm. Yeah, or Andre, I guess. Um, honestly, I think... I've been saying Canel's on a downward slope. I think anybody that's not a super fan can see that he's lost a little step. Um, and, I, you know, a couple of years ago, I think... I, I thought he would have broke down Benavidez, you know, down like a tree, you know. But these days, I don't know. I, I think these are guys that are a decade younger than him, damn near, and giant 168ers, whereas Canelo is really barely a middleweight size, you know. Uh, and this testament to his greatness, you know, for him to be the first undisputed champion at 168 and being kind of undersized for a weight. Um, but yeah, I think Benavidez and Morel are 50 50 fights with Canelo at the very least. What about honest. with John Ryder? Does, do they beat the shit out of him? I would say they'd be, yeah, they, they'd be Ryder. Yeah. Probably. I don't, I don't yeah. I think. What do you think? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it does seem like this is just the the initial whiffs of smoke of the fire that will be the end of Canelo's career. I don't say fire in a negative way, necessarily. Just, like, it, it seems like this is the beginning of the end. Definitely not the type of guy he, like, we'll, we'll say five years ago, John Ryder is going out on a stretcher, you know, in a manner of speaking, and that this this wasn't the best look for him. I think um, Nathan put it that he has this has to be a stoppage for him, or or it's demonstrative of the end of his career. RG, do you think like that's is that a fair assessment that this is like an indication of his of the downward yeah. slope? Yeah, I think the thing with Canelo is like, yeah, I can't figure out. Those are the ones. All right, I said a couple prayers. <laughs> I talked to God for a second. I think He uh, lined up on me. So yeah, here's the thing with Canelo, right? People, people like talk about other fighters and starting decline and like, you know, um, came up with answers to kind of adjust, like Floyd or, or Hopkins or whatever. The issue with Canelo is he's always been pretty smart. Like that's really never been the issue. You know, like he, I don't think, I don't think he can get like a lot more skilled than he already is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like his ability to do that is just kind of like he's never been the guy who like overly relied on his athlete. He's never been the fastest guy in the world, even though he is fast. He's never been the most powerful guy in the world, even though he is powerful. You know. So it's not like he is shoring those things up. It's just like his his ability to, to do what he likes to do is just getting worse. You know, and that's a that's a lot harder to fix, I think. Yeah, it's age, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah age, and it's like he's not always 32, 33, but he's been doing it for so long. Right. You know, over 15 years. That's just, that's a long ass career. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. And I mean, dude, he's starting to get that. Like I remember when, when it was Plant Benavidez when we were talking about about it. And I always said, man, you you know, Plant's tired. You look at his hair. When that hairline starts to go back, boy, he's tired. Yeah. You know, when his hair starts to... Same thing with Canelo. Man, that hairline was looking tough. 
after a couple rounds, I was like, man, he's, he's losing that hair by the round. Dude. Uh, Benavidez are having balls. Yeah, that was something that a lot of people were pointing out. Like, the fuck is wrong yeah. with his hair? Oh, man. I ain't never seen it look that bad. Yeah, that's pretty rough. You're going to have to call LeBron or something. Like, hey, man. <laughs> what's, the, what's the secret? They, yeah, they got red hair in Turkey or what? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, anything on Canelo? Anything more on Canelo before we move on to the rest of the card? Benavidez and eight. Benavidez and eight. Wow. We don't want to see. We don't want to see the Bavari match at either weight. Oh, that's right. That's what I wanted to mention. Was... Yeah, here's the other thing. Okay, this was obvious. Okay, it was mandatory. No, no, no. It was meant to be a fucking highlight reel. I mean, that that was the goal. You pack all these fans, this arena, this time, bro. Was that ring not the smallest ring you've ever seen? Eighteen by eighteen. Two that's, feet yeah, under that the ring is normal. Cool. That's knock a motherfucker out. Yeah, that's what it size. is. Size is what that. That's what they call it. Okay. So, I don't know, just just for that flat performance, now it's like, okay, hey, he's going to fight the ball again. It's like, wow, I bet he's going to do it same really weight, well. Same weight. He got that. Yeah, same weight, same ring size, which is not 18 feet. Um, it's not a good look. This was not the performance you'd turn in as like a as a, as an application to fight people again. That shit was just, I don't know. That was just not what I wanted to say in any way. I do not want to see that again. Um. All right. Let's move on to the co-main here. We have Julio Cesar Martinez. He is the WBC flyweight champion. He gets the TKO in 11 over Ronald Batista, who was not ranked at flyweight. He was ranked at super flyweight at 38. So, question mark, how the fuck did he get here? But WBC going to do what they do. Um, It looked like... From what I I missed the first like three or four rounds, it looked like from what I was seeing in the chat, like uh, Martinez started okay, then Batista kind of picked it up in the middle, and then I don't know he he shot his shot and he missed and gassed out. Is that pilot? Was that the case? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his I don't know. Like I, I was at one time high on it. Well, not high, but I thought he was pretty good. JCM, but um, yeah. lately I, when I watch him, he look he he makes Lo, uh, Mauricio Oliveira look like Stephen Fallon with the boxing skills. He just like swings and misses, and just I don't know if it's Reynoso or, or him, but I mean he, he did he did get the KO. It was a good fight. It was better than I expected it to be. That yeah, fight. it was exciting. Uh, RG, okay, so our our other our contemporary champions are Bam at WBO, Sonny Edwards at IBF. He's fighting soon. Uh, and Artem Delakian, WBA, who, question mark, yes. Um, it's obvious that, to me, it's obvious that Bam is, like, the head of the pack in terms of, like, recognition and ability and everything. Is Martinez, like, the caliber of opponent that could have put up a good fight to be, try to claim the throne for the small division guys? Mm, I don't know. I think all these guys are kind of mid, except maybe Bam. But even Bam kind of let me down on that last couple of fights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard to get excited about that division to me. Stop, man. When your top three has Sonny Edwards in it, I'm just probably not. I'm going to stick around too long. You know, like, that's just. Ols is that very excited be. about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just not a healthy state for a division to be in. 
yeah, like they were talking about on the broadcast uh, about uh, Chocolatito. It doesn't look like he's going to be fighting anybody unless somebody busts out the checkbook, which, like, for a super fly, like, sorry, bub, yep. I don't think so. Isn't that why it took so long to do the trilogy? It's because, like, Eddie Hearn didn't want to pay, like, a million dollars. Yeah, he didn't want to pay up. Yeah. Nobody wanted like to a... pay for the yeah, Estrada but... fights. Let's think about media fights. Like, everybody on the internet will talk about them. Don't nobody want to pay any money to see them, you know? But... Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for them, but... Because there is... Uh, it's a different way. It's a different style of talent, but there's still talent there. Like Bam, he said like his idols like Lomachenko, and you can really see the how he tries to emulate that. And it's real. I think it's really exciting to watch his size, notwithstanding. It's mm, I'm not sure, but yeah, uh, out of these four, I'm not really. I don't think Martinez is the guy that's really gonna carve that sort of rivalry with Bam. I honestly can't speak to Delakian. I can't speak to Sonny to Edwards either, but it seems to me, I'm from the rumblings on Discord, like the few seconds that we spent talking about these small guys, that Sonny Edwards is probably the guy. Him and Bam are going to be the new, like, small weight sort of torch holders, even if that's a really small flame. I, I, I think Sonny would style on JCM. And, um, you know, Bam has those Loma angles. Um, again, like, like RG said, Bam has kind of a little... Um, uh, he's underperformed the past couple fights, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Martinez, I had some hope in him, but he can be beat. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he really showed his limitations against uh, Roman Gonzalez, who, yeah. like, who was obviously at the tail end of his career and getting up there in years. And, like, I think... In addition to like that Lomachenko style, it, but it also really mixes well with a sort of Roman Gonzalez style of, of offensive, like the the shifting, creating angles and things. And Bam, like yeah, that's just that's his bread and butter. And Martinez has no fucking answer for that. So, ugh. well, Martinez, you're uh, gonna have to be changing your nickname soon. All right. Yeah, think about these weight classes. <laughs> think about these. What is that? 115, 112? This is 112. Yeah, think about a weight class like that. There's probably some dude in, like, Thailand who's going to knock all these motherfuckers out. We just don't know his name yet. <laughs> uh, Rangosai 2.0? <laughs> yeah, like, that's the that's random. Thing. Yeah, the random Asian always comes up, comes through. <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's, that's just the way it works, like, below 118. Um, it's... What are the regions, like... Latin America and Asia are typically what dominate the smaller weight classes. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, let's move down to Steve Spark of Close uh, Montana Love Clothesline fame gets a split decision loss to Gabriel Valenzuela. Uh, I wasn't paying the most attention to this i know that it was very entertaining a lot of back and forth a lot of clean shots being landed was the split decision in valenzuela's favor pilot was that a good decision uh it, it really wasn't um i was kind of looking forward to this fight because you know i was kind of not high on montana love but this guy montana loves a common opponent between the two and they kind of both proved it on against them um 
but I thought even though Spark did get dropped, um, he was controlling the fight and he should have won comfortably, but you know, hometown decision in Mexico. Yeah. It, it was kind of a robbery, I would say. Okay. Yeah. RG, R- robbery? Would you, was it that egregious? I did not watch that fight. No, right. uh, I Like I said, I didn't pay that close of attention to it. Um, just... Um, it was it was exciting, entertaining, a lot of good exchanges. The few rounds that I did kind of watch, it seemed like Valenzuela got the better of them. But a few ra- winning a few rounds is not going to win you a whole fight. So uh, unfortunate for Steve Spark. It's unfortunate that we we say this and then just you know take it and keep moving, like it's typical for home t- home cooking to be the reason that some guys lose. It's really shitty. I, I fucking hate that about boxing, to be honest with you. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, this one I, I, I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, just, just a random, I think it's really funny that this guy's fought both Tim Zoo and Montana Love. Yeah, that's really weird that he jumped up, but like us Australians, they don't have a lot of home talent, so and importing yeah. them is expensive. <laughs> you know? I hate this, you're going to have to jump up to a weight class. Might as well fight Jeff Horn, too. <laughs> um, Alright. Now, this one I didn't watch. This is uh Oleksandr Vosnik. He gets he won this one, right? TK06? Yeah, okay, so uh our buddy Red, who used to be part of the uh Spanish show panel, he said that uh Vosnik did looked really, really bad. It was that the case? Well, so if you didn't catch Steve Spark RG, I'm assuming you didn't catch Bosdick either. No, nah, but I think Bosdick sucks ass. So I'm like, <laughs> I thought he was terrible before he retired. I, at least I don't know if Bosdick watches the news or whatever. Mexico, like, where you need to be clapping. Okay. <laughs> Something in the water down there that you cannot be fucking around with. Yeah, I'm just like, well, I'm not even saying, I'm saying, hey, bro, you pick up a rifle, my guy. Like, oh, I don't even that's what you mean. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I, 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 don't, I don't need to see you fighting, you know, nobody's on Canelo under the cards. Untelevised portions, too. For that how, how disgusting is it, how disgusting is it going to be if the zone tries to make Canelo Vosdick in like a year? Oh, oh man. It, I think the only justification. Maybe, hey, maybe maybe that's the tune-up after he loses the ball. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's Berlanga, but it could be Vosdick. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, man, Berlanga's coming back in June, about a month from now, against Jason Quigley. Goodness. I, I like how Matchroom has, like, all these guys who, like... The watchouts? Yeah, they have all these guys who are, like... And some of them are, like, kind of interesting or whatever, but they just have zero opponents for them. Like, Berlanga, uh, Bavol, uh... Who they just signed? Andy Cruz? Like, who's Andy Pro Cruz Gray. about? To... Pro Gray Regis. Yeah, yeah Pro Gray. Like, who is Pro Gray about to fight? Montana Love? Like, Richardson Hitchens? Like, who the fuck cares about Probably Montana Love. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's going to smoke Montana Love. Like, what is that going to mean? Like, absolutely nothing. It'll be another. I like, uh, I like, oh. I like the kid Hitchens. I like the kid, uh, you know, when it comes to, Eddie, you know, Eddie's, um, the way he promotes, I would say, black talent or urban talent. Um, um, I do like Hitchens and Ray Ford in ammo, but you know we'll see how it goes for them. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think Hitchens is best like young American fighter since Haney. Wait, who? Hitchens. 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 He's nice. He's nice with it. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for Regis yet. Maybe in a year or two. But 
Um, he's nice. I, I yeah, like I like Richard uh, Hitchens as well. Um, I've, I've yeah, just the fights that I've seen, I've been impressed. Yeah, he's he's a little boring, like for sure. But... Yeah, that out like that technical style that most people don't like. Yeah, but he he does. Uh, he at least has the looks of somebody who could be pretty good. All right, so um, Bosnik apparently doesn't matter that much since we completely <laughs> skipped over talking about him. Um, but like, if his performance was that bad, obviously he's like I asked in the last our last run if he's like if if he's good, could he still be a player? But apparently not. That's too bad. I was saying in the chat that I like I liked Vosnik, unlike RG here. But oh well, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm in the, I, I, I mean, real quick, I, I'm in the middle. I like Blotnik, you know, the guy he knocked out because he's always an exciting fight. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One seventy five is kind of this top heavy with the two better beef and Baval, and after that, you know, anybody can be top five. You know, so even with uh, Asus was saying on the Spanish show, like even with uh, even if Better BF retires today. Um, Bivol's still the top of the he's still the top of the crop no question about that but you still have some semi-decent names there that he mentioned specifically Anthony Yard and just on thinking of it at the time like I'm not entirely certain even before this performance I'm not certain that Bosnick beats Anthony Yard that would actually be a decent fight but unfortunately Yard is uh, boring that'd be a good fight but and now I'm trying to think, like, who else does match from Because They don't have Watsy anymore. Watsy went to Sky. Yards with you know, Don't they have Colin right? Smith, who's yeah. fighting better people? Yeah. Um, they have Kevin. That's right, they have Colin so, Smith. Yeah. yeah, he's going to get his ass with by better people. So, yeah, maybe that could be a comeback now. It's not for Canelo. All right, anything more on the Canelo card before we continue? Hmm. Okay, so in our last episode, we kind of missed these with the excitement of uh, talking about Tank and Ryan. On April 15th, Jilei Zhang stops Joe Joyce in six. Uh, Joyce was the quote-unquote champion. He held the WBO interim. Uh, Usyk's obviously busy with um, being let down by Tyson Fury all the time. But Jilei Zhang, holy shit. Joe Joyce... um, so his fight IQ and stuff has always been sort of questionable, but did it not occur to him? He's supposed he, like he's supposed to be a university graduate and everything. He's really big into the arts. Like, did you never think, huh? I'm fighting a southpaw. I should train with fucking southpaws. Like, did that not occur to him? Yeah, like it, that straight it, left was disgusting. I'm pretty sure he got like a art degree, so I don't think that's oh, really okay. kind of. A... Never mind then. Sorry, jokes. Yeah, I mean, I, this was just like two big, dumb, retarded heavyweights knocking the shit out of each other. Man, I mean, I, I don't even know if I like this. I mean, I thought I thought one of them was better than the other, and I was wrong. So I guess <clears throat> it's kind of notable for that reason. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, here's the issue with heavyweight: you can have a cool upset like this happen, an interesting upset. Then it's like, okay, so now what? Like they're gonna rematch? I guess is what people have been saying. Uh, yeah, assume. It's like, I mean, who? Assume. who uh, could Zhang beat anybody better than that? I don't think he'd beat Joshua. Like, I think well, I definitely don't think he'd beat Fury or Usyk. You know, so it's just kind of hard because this is kind of like the peak. We've already we just saw the peak. You know, like there's not really. It's probably not going to get any better. He's going to have to hang out at the B tier. Like, he's not. What he lost to Hergovich or quote unquote lost to Hergovich, right? 
Like, maybe they run that back. Yeah, I'm assuming that. that's what they could also do. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want to see Fury versus uh, Zack on pay per view because you know it's gonna be pay per view too, most likely. Yeah. If they do it yeah, in Beijing, uh, they could do that. Uh, the one dollar pay per views. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That's one point three billion dollars in income right there. Bob yeah, Aaron's a fucking genius. If I still could, <laughs> yeah, that's Aaron. The thing is, he didn't realize they still wouldn't buy it for a dollar. They still would just want to not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were talking about this on uh, Ultimate Fucking Casual. Um, on the UFC 288 card, there was a, a Chinese strawweight, strawweight uh, fighter that beat. She was ranked six, beat Jessica Andrade, ranked four. And the champion's yeah. also Chinese, so... Right. I was. They were talking about doing... Uh, Dana White wasn't, like, there, like, nodding his approval or whatever, but uh, an all-Chinese showdown for the UFC championship. Ji Lei Zhang needs the fucking lime... The second-hand limelight. So, like, throw him as the co-main to fight Joe Joyce again, I guess. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah... He's going to have to hang out at the B tier with uh, Joyce, Hergovic. Um, is Dillian White in, still in this? I mean, he would, he'd probably be White, but, just, but White would never take that fight. I mean, Derek Chisora. He would probably be Chisora. Will Almost fight sure anyone sure. despite being like 45 and clearly yeah, needs to retire. Hopefully, he, yeah, hopefully he's done now. I haven't heard any, any news in a while. Enjoy those five guys burgers, man. All right. Uh, co- I think it was the co-main. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but Michaela Mayer, she makes her lightweight debut, and she gets a UD. Uh, only mention this, she's probably positioning herself for Katie Taylor, who is fighting Chantel Cameron soon enough. Um, all right. Also on the 22nd, from like a, aside from Davis and Garcia, we had... Joe Cordina, who was ranked third in the IBF for whatever reason, versus Shavkat Rakhimov, who was the champion. Um, you know, for the uninitiated, Joe Cordina won this. He won this belt, KO of the year uh, candidate against uh, Kenichi Ogawa. He knocks, sparks him in two, uh, immediately gets his, his belt stripped, and Shafkat Rakhimov fights for the vacant title. He wins, and now here's Cordina, the mandatory challenge challenger to the belt he didn't lose. IBF gonna IBF. Uh, ranked third is where they had him. Like one and two are empty across the board. I think they do that so that they don't have to enforce the mandatories, which a lot of people don't like when that happens. But um, not quite as uh, exciting as a, as a knockout of the year contender um, pilot. Did we talk about this or am I forgetting? Am I forgetting? Um, yeah, we, I think we briefly touched on that, but I, I did mention it was probably a top 10 fight of the year. It was, inc- it was competitive enough. Um, yeah, like we did talk about it. One third is kind of, kind of bubbling, you know? Um, yeah. Hmm? All right, so we'll have uh, RG Way in here. So our other champions are Navarrete with the WBO, Foster WBC, and Hector Garcia WBA. But Oscar Valdez is still floating around as a name, even if 
you know, he's uh, still sitting with a dunce cap in the corner after Professor Stevenson put him in. So what are we looking at with Cordina based on this per- performance? Uh, I don't know. I think he's pretty... I mean, he's pretty good as far as, like, you know, mushroom potters go, I guess. <laughs> like, you know, he's two-time champion, undefeated, so shout out. <laughs> Can't go wrong. You can say two-time, like, you know, instead never lost yeah. it, bro. So nice. Most people had to do it twice. Yeah, that's the thing about AJ. He had to lose it. Cordina even had to lose it, bro. They took it from him. He had to go win it back. So, shout that out was for that. Me- that was kind of messed up, I feel like. The IBF kind of... Yeah shoot him as an example you know yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of weird because it was like basically it was like Rakimov was like super overdue for a title shot Cordina wasn't going to take it right away well Cordina like broke his hand or something oh right? so he couldn't take it right away yeah it was some, something injury related so that's what like, fucking interims are for come on yeah, they're like oh shit let's strip him I guess and then we'll just make it to where whoever wins this has to fight Cordina and that's you know what happened so super dumb weird situation but Hey, yeah. he got it back. The thing about 130, though, just as a division, it's kind of just like a kingdom without a king, you know? Like, now that Shakur's gone, sure. for sure. Yeah, like, without Shakur, like, there's just no it's, guy. It's, right. a stop, it's a stopgap for guys big enough for lightweight. Yeah, like, I mean, hopefully Pivadez and um, Navaretti will fight. Maybe that will give us a number one. But it's like, I mean, <laughs> I, I can see Sal beating either of those guys. So you just never know. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into our previews. Um, today, I'll tell you what, hmm? if I was top running, I would get Keyshawn to lose five more pounds. Just one of the most, to be honest. Yeah, I was looking into it as I was writing up on Wayside Monthly that uh, they're probably gonna have Valdez just be a scalp for whoever they want coming up. Well, yeah, I mean, we did an interview today um, my crew in radio. We did an interview um, Adam Blunos Lopez, who's the, who's the co-main against against Oscar Valdez, you know, in the Haney Loma fight. So um, that's a good fight. Yeah, I forgot that in the back. That's a good fight. I, I thought it should have been Nova, honestly, but is what it is. Um, I definitely think the best version of Oscar Valdez could be Navarrete, but Navarrete is a little bit more active, you know. Yeah. It's a fight yeah. that, that we, it's a no-brainer, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just seems like a fight that's top rank. It's just, it's going to make, for sure. Like, Mexican-Mexican, they're both in-house. Like, this makes way too much sense. Yeah, that's a top rank special, pretty much. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. May 13th, in Stockton, California, uh, Johnny Beck, uh, Alim Kon- God damn it. Alim Kanuli. Uh, he is the WBO middleweight champion, takes on ranked sixth Stephen Butler and Jason Baloney, the number one contender for versus the number two contender, Vincent Astrolabio, for the vacant WBO bantamweight. Do either of these really rate that much time? Uh, no. I mean, I feel like the minute you said the card was in Stockton, you pretty much answered your question. <laughs> uh, what, who's that kid? Gabe Flores? Is that the guy from uh, Stockton? Uh, no, I think he's from Philly. Uh, the Diaz brothers are from Stockton. No, um, Top Rank has a kid from Stockton. Oh, you said Gabe Flores? Yeah, Gabe so Flores. Just, I thought you said Gabe Rosado for some reason. Uh, no, Gabe oh, Flores. Maybe, maybe. 
Maybe Floatware is this from Stockton. Yeah. If it is, that's not a great representation, I have to say. So I would stick with the Diaz, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, these two <laughs> fights are happening. Oh, what? I would like to say one thing about uh, Astrolabio, okay? Is it not kind of crazy this guy's name is basically like Space Pussy? Yes, it is. Uh, we we hey, in that fight actually, I think he's fighting one of the, one of the Baloney brothers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah Jason. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good coming. Top ring, the coming usually be lacking, so this one's kind of intriguing. I'm not gonna last for a title too, right? So, and one eighteen's open now that uh, in a way moved up. So wide open. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Space Pussy just because I don't know how it was a close fight but he did beat uh, Rigandau so there might be something going on there yeah he's fucked up and uh I cannot bring myself to support uh, a Maloney brother I won't I can't do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm part Filipino so I kind of have to root, oh, have to root right. for space I have to root for space pussy myself <laughs> I'm still calling that in the chat too yeah he's we've been, we had this like this chatter, we had that one go on for a while, just messing with that name. I was like, that is insane name. Like I should never say nothing like that. Well, all right, same day. Uh, this the promotion for this has, to me, it seems has fallen off a cliff. Uh, at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, Raleigh Romero's back. He moved up to 140. He's fighting uh, Ismael Barroso now. It's supposed to be originally against uh, Alberto Pueyo, but Pueyo pissed hot, so he got stripped. I was looking for some news, like through the WBA or whatever. I thought this fight was supposed to be for a vacant title, but instead, it's for an interim title. I'm not entirely sure who they're supposed to be, who is fighting, like who are they uni quote unquote unifying the the interim title with? I can't yeah, figure. I I thought Roly. So Roly's supposed to fight fight Puella for the, the the you know the official WBA. Yeah, the, title. the super title, whatever. Yeah, but he dropped, but uh, he pissed hot. So I guess him and Nebber also is fighting for the, the vacant. I thought it was a vacant real title. I, I didn't hear about the interim. I, I mean, I don't think it is for the. I don't think it's some. I don't think it is for some. Because I think is it Puella like um. No, he was a real champ. He, yeah, he was and, a. And that guy, yeah, he yeah, was the fought for the real title. I think, it, I think he's like challenging the. The, what's oh, the, the ruling. Yeah, I don't know if he's officially stripped yet. So, so I actually don't think he's going to make it. Okay, so that would make sense. Next, yeah, I haven't heard news. They better hear, it's next week. The fight's needing to like, figure that out. Yeah. So let's play. Let's play. What does BoxRack say? It, say it's it doesn't have a title listed. Right now. It doesn't have a title listed. That's how I found yeah, out. Yeah, there's a title listed. Weird. That's how, why I started looking into it, was because it wasn't on there. Um, it's weird. There's no title listed. But uh, Raleigh's ranked fifth in the WBA, so I mean, not the worst fight you can make, I guess, and if Barroso's been waiting, then, you know, this is a good money fight for him to kind of sort of uh, sweeten the deal for having had to wait so long and so, having been skipped over. It's for, it's for the interim. Yeah. It's for the interim. Alright, so I, yeah, my, uh, my, my super detective skills did work. So I, I guess the plan is because isn't it, I guess he'll fight Davies because what wasn't that the isn't Davies like number two or hard Davies oh like I thought you, I thought you meant the other one Robert or whatever the guy who broke his ankle or whatever no no I was still talking about the Ohara Davies I'm not I hear that name all the time I don't really know him that well 
he's he's just some shitty British fighter. I mean, he got smoked by Josh Taylor and he's coming Oh, out. so he's just like every other British fighter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he's like fairly high ranked, like in the uh, yeah. the WBA or something. Because I think he he was in, he was supposed to fight Pedrosa, right? Wasn't that like talked about at first? Something weird like that. I don't know. Who gives a fuck about yeah. it? <laughs> I just look at all these guys. I'm like, dude, literally, we we're talking about like three different fighters, and not one of the or four different fighters. Not one of them's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rowley, O'Hara, Playo, Barroso, all these guys are trash. Like, I get Antoine and smoke all these guys on the same night. Like, why are they even fighting for the belt? Yeah, 140 so lit. Like, it's pretty deep division. So yeah, it, like these Which guys are rising. It's yeah. just like, who are these guys? Like, these absolute stooges fight really bad. Like, huh, like what? Like, okay, Playo, I guess he kind of is a claim to it, but these other three, like, like who even is Barroso? He's like 45 years old. Like, look at him on box Yeah, that, that box deck could look bad of him, man. <laughs> he looks bad of him, man. Is it that it's bad? Like, I don't know what he looks like. I'm going to be fully straight Bro, look up. it up. He looks, Bro, it looks look, like, at, look at his box record picture. You're going to be like, holy shit. Compared to Rowley, because Rowley looks pretty young, you know? Rowley is yeah. like 27, 20. It looks like he's about 28 oh, years into it. Bro, that is rough. <laughs> what are you doing to my man here? This is so bad. How old is this? He's 40. Okay, so he does look a little older than 40. But, um, yeah, that's in a very unfortunate picture for him. Please, like, how does Roly like, why is, like, why did Roly fifth? How's he fifth in his dad's name? I think just because he up. came up from 35 where he was decently enough ranked. That's probably uh, it. He even fought, like, he hasn't fought since Javante. Right. So it's kind of weird. Uh, but, you know, money, yeah, money talks. It's, it's how it is. I get, and this is obvious. They're just going to do, if he doesn't, like, if they don't feed him to someone else, like Matias or Antoine. Yeah, it's gonna be. I, I think this is gonna be uh, Antoine Russell's first crack of the title, and then after right, that, the, yeah, they're Antoine Matias. Yeah, Matias to unify the title for sure. That's definitely that seems like the roadmap. It's a really obvious one, so they're probably gonna throw in some fucking monkey wrench in there somewhere. Yeah, there was rumors Gary turned it to fight down with them, Puello. Um, you know, you know, Gary didn't look the best his last fight, and um, I was really high on him. You know, I'm, I still am. I, I think am too. He's, you know, I think with his dad dying and he looked kind of rusty, out of Gary Russell's brother, you know, is the right trainer for him. maybe need to add somebody, but you know, we'll, we'll see. BBC we'll, got some decent 140 names, you know. Yeah, Postol, that fight with Antoine wasn't great. Was that the one just after his father died? No, the one after his father died was Rancis Bartholomew, the one where he was getting stunned a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. It was, a, it was an early stoppage, the second early stoppage in a row that people say. Yeah, yeah, Postal, I was going to bring up that. Like, there was, like, 30 seconds left in the fight, and I think it was Tony Weeks that waved it off. And I was sitting in the in the press seats, like, what the fuck was that? Postal was fine. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not gonna claim to be some sort of expert, but like I've seen guys that are really out on their feet, and this was not the case. Yeah, I mean Gary does have a hundred percent K ratio, but the last that's, two. That's what I think it was. That's what I said was they were trying to maintain that one hundred percent streak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he's a, he's obviously a very talented boxer. Like I don't, I, whatever, dude. Like he, he's got some decision wins. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He's demonstrated talent over the distance but whatever let's continue oh 
Wednesday, May 17th. This is just a Pro Box card. Throw it on your radar if you're a fucking nerd like me. You can join us in Discord where we'll be watching. Uh, Saturday, May 20th. We're going to start with the less important card here at the Three Arena in Dublin. Katie Taylor. I think this is her hometown. Like, this is her hometown homecoming. She's a lightweight undisputed champion going against Chantel Cameron, who is the 140 undisputed champion. So that's pretty cool. And Cecilia Breckis has decided to continue fighting. She's moved up to 154, and she's fighting Terry Harper for the WBA belt. So enjoy that. Uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Devin Haney, the undisputed lightweight champion. He's going to take on Vasily Lomachenko, who is ranked in 3-3-1-1 in the IBF, WBA, WBC, WBO, respectively. So this guy is still in the mix at the top of the division. Um, have you guys picked your roles on Discord? Are you Bromachenko or Haney stands? Um, I, I'm, I'm Red Haney, so I'm a, stand, I'm a Haney guy right now. Yeah, I went for Haney. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that Haney wins as well. Uh, I cannot give a very good reason, but I re- I just want Lomachenko to lose so that I can you know like rub it into his fans' faces. <laughs> so fucking obnoxious. So I can just tell you like, oh look, another big fight where Lomachenko lost. Yeah. On a, on a personal level, I really don't give a fuck who wins. I'm just like 99.9% sure it's going to be a pain. Yeah, it is Haney's last fight with top, with top rim, which is a little risky because, you know, yeah. Bob loves him some Loma. Uh, um, yeah. But, but I think Haney should win. I mean, I hope Haney can somehow get his fight out here. Stop it, but, you know, that's probably not like. Yeah, no. I think he would stick to the top rank, to be honest. If they I usually mean, put options now. on their contracts for title fights, if, if the like the guy on his way out the door if he wins he gets extended for like two or three fights or something so yeah. I, I could see him going back to Eddie in Matrim but you know Matrim seems to be throwing the, the biggest bags out there was he with Matrim? <laughs> I thought he was with um no that was Camposo that was with Debella I'm sorry never mind yeah, no, no, Haney, yeah but Haney was, I think he was working with yeah. you know, Showtime before then he went to Eddie yeah he was with Matrim know. USA before they folded the top rank, of course. Yeah, yeah. Started out on like Showbox, but if I think if I just don't know if he goes back to Eddie. It's like I mean, it's like who who would he fight? You know, Progray, I guess. Like it's the go to one forty five Progray. Montana Love. Like, yeah, yeah, Montana. Yeah, yeah. So I just think nobody gives a shit about these fights. I am like crazy, like they did before. Like their guarantee was still higher than his current guarantee as a top rank. But it's like if he's gonna test the free market again. Surely he's gonna go to PBC and try to fight Tank. That just makes way too much sense. Like after you see the bag that Ryan just got, bro, you gotta, you gotta be thinking, I need to fight with this dude. Like as soon yeah. as the situation is over, like it, you know, some big fights with top rank, like you know, almost a big fight. Shakur would be a big fight. You gotta fight Tank at some point. Hmm. That's that's the fight to make, arguably. That's the to be fair. I would expect that they're gonna try to keep Haney. Uh, well, if he wins, and then have him match up with Shakur, who is the um, WBC. Uh, he's one of I think he's like number two or something. He's one of the top contenders in WBC as well. 
So I would expect that they would want to keep that in-house. Keep Devin Haney in-house to ha- give um, Shakur a shot at it first. Oh, uh, man. Is there really a whole lot to say on this? Because, like, I don't know. I feel like we've been litigating this for ages. Yeah, I just... I, th- I think some people are... Uh, it just seems like there's such a huge... The main interesting thing about this fight is just, just there's so many huge disparities in how people see it, you know? Yeah. Like, there are people out there who literally think Haney has, like, no chance. Really? You know what I mean? Like, not very hard to... At least in my experience, not very hard to find. Like, they'll be like, I mean, look. Like, there are literally people on, like, Reddit and Twitter who are like, oh, Loma's be, like, four fighters better than Haney. I would love to hear who they are. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like that? Gary Russell? Like, if Blunt, like, if Blunt, yeah, it's like people talk about Gary Russell, who's like, you know, two feet shorter than Haney. It's like, okay, well, that don't make no sense. You know what I mean? But I, I just think he would be, if, if Loma were to beat Haney, that would be extremely impressive. Because that would be basically overcoming all the things that have given him trouble all throughout his career. Like a fast jab, like a fast, long jab, size, movement, like... If he, if he was able to overcome all those things, especially against a guy who's, like, as talented as Haney. And, I mean, Haney's got to be one of the most underrated, like, by casuals and hardcores, like, in, in the sport, probably. Especially yeah. of the 35 guys. I would say he gets rated yeah, a lot like, lower. Yeah, it's, I think he's just a guy who doesn't have a ton of, like... Like, if you just kind of look at the field, like, you look at, like, Ryan or Tank, they're just a lot flashier, you know? And then you kind of look at Shakur, and it just looks like he's a little bit... He's kind of like Haney 2.0. Like, he's just... Well, like Haney himself, like I mean, still a great fighter. Like could could easily like I mean I think he would definitely beat Ryan to be honest. Like, I mean, is that is that? You think Haney beats time? Ryan? Yeah, like I think that was. Hmm. Like, I don't Haney? know if that's a great take. Haney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ryan has been was the Mando for since he was the quote unquote email champ, but he didn't take up on it, you know. So. Yeah, same with. I mean, that's that's. I kind of one of the reasons I used to be like a, which I'm not that I hate Haney, but I used to be a bigger fan. He kind of had like the Sterling effect. Like everyone hated on him for being the email champ. It's like Scott's fault. Like what? Like what? Like what did Haney do wrong? Like he fought all these WBC. I, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear Genovic being called the the email champ. Yeah, it's just like I mean, it's was he just oh I don't want the belt like. It's like Loma wouldn't fight him. It's like guy they gave him the belt. Like that's that's how it works. He fought like six WBC ranks guys in a row and became the mandatory. And Loma didn't take it, so he got stripped. Like that's how boxing works. Did you know they give I mean? him the franchise shit? They gave Loma the franchise. Yeah, they gave Lomachenko the franchise bullshit. It's so stupid. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, it was like I don't know. It was such a bizarre. And they should because they basically should not have just let Loma fight for the vacant if they were just going to strip him right after anyway. They should have just given it to Haney, you know? Yeah. Loma just, if I remember it right, it's been a few years. Loma just like petitioned to make the Campbell fight for the vacant WBC, and they're like, okay. And then they stripped him right after. <laughs> so like, why did you even know? It's just so strange. I don't know. Such a shit show. Sanctioned body is like, going to do what they do. Yeah, like a sanctioned body will do something fucking. <laughs> Oh, okay. We went in there for a second. <laughs> my bad, my That's bad. Sorry. That's fine. I'm just I'll make it work. All right. Uh, right. So the co-main to this uh, is Andrew Maloney. Number two in the WBO versus Junto Nakatani, who's number one for the vacant WBO Superfly. Well, whatever Bob orders continues to happen. 
that with that belt. And Oscar Valdez versus Adam Lopez at Super Feather. So you just had an interview with Adam Lopez Pilot over at uh, Ring Gang. What what happened? What what kind of things did you guys talk talk about with him? What what, what did you take um, away from his like demeanor, his attitude, etc.? Oh yeah, he's focused, dedicated. He said he has a new nutritionist. Um, um, I guess the fight's actually taking place at 132. Oscar's team wanted that. You know, they fought a couple, three years back um, where he did drop Valdez, Adam Lopez it is. But, um, you know, there was a late early stoppage. Um, you know, Valdez drops Adam Lopez. Um, and then there's like after that, there's like a premature stoppage, you know, controversial right. stoppage. And so I think that was back at 126, if I recall. So... Yeah, um, but he definitely seems dedicated. I mean, obviously he's an underdog because Valdez is a two division champ. Um, but it's a good rematch. That, what what was his know. takeaway from the from the master class that Shakur Stevenson put on with Valdez as his uh, his you know performance dummy? Oh yeah, yeah. He wasn't surprised. I mean, he, he you know he mentioned how like he did expect Shakur to win that, but not at his. He was. He was kind of surprised, I guess, because he did. He did kind of think he expected a little bit more out of all that. Yeah, but not that badly. Yeah, he would have yeah, lost. Was, yeah, I think a lot of us did. Yeah. All right. Um, so that interview is over at ringgangradio.com, right? Yep. Any platform, just search up Ringgang Radio, and you can find the interview on YouTube, definitely too. All right, cool. So if you want to hear more from the challenger to Oscar Valdez, there you go. Go check out Ringgang Radio. Um, all right, so our outro points. Uh, we will probably reconvene before this, but May 27th, super busy day in the UK. Um, Lara Wood 2, this is for the WBA feather. Luis Lopez versus Mickey Conlon. For the love of fuck, Lopez. Lopez, please, like, break this guy's jaw or something. I don't know why. I have no good reason. I fucking hate Mickey Conlon for the IBF featherweight and Lawrence O'Coley is back on a quick turnaround versus Chris Billum Smith for the WBO Cruiser so that's a fun day over in the UK uh, any of these worth highlighting right now like just immediate talking points featherweight is kind of popping uh, but that's all I got alright well that's going to do it for May 27th um, I already spoke my piece. I said my piece, Chrissy. Lopez, please. Please fucking end this clown. Um, yes. It's in Ireland, isn't it? Or something? Uh, that's in right? Belfast. Yeah, so. He's gonna need to, probably. Yeah. Um, I think Conlon is Republic, but they're fighting in uh, Monarch, in Crown. Weird. I think he's actually. I think he's from Northern Ireland. Oh, okay. he just reps. So oh, he claims. Super. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. So that's the first I've heard of that. I know that the Republic guys claim Northern Ireland, Ireland territories, but didn't know it went the other I think way. He's a, he's a what do you call it? A Republican. He's a Republican so, for UK Republican, just to make yeah, sure. an there's Irish. A, there's an a Irish very, Republican. Yeah, there's a very clear distinction between the U.S. and the Ireland politics on that, on that term. Alright, so, that's gonna take us out here. Uh, yep, Pilot, we talked a bit about Ring Gang here. You guys did that interview with Adam Lopez. I'm actually about to go check that out right now. That sounds pretty cool. Well, so, appreciate it. so, yeah, Ring Gang Radio on every platform, if you want to catch Adam Lopez. Um, just released with 
Asus, Boxing in Espanol, brush up on your Spanish and we can talk about that. Ultimate fucking casual, uh, just released today, we talked about Aljamain Sterling at the top of the episode, and we talked about, I talked about that with Nathan at large over there. Um, I mentioned our website, lbxentertainment.net, Wayside Monthly, it's sort my, sort of, uh, my musings, it's just where I release whatever comes to mind. Uh, at the very least, I put out one write-up a month on all of the fights that stood out to me. So, there's that. And, lastly, Real Deal Cinema. It's my buddy Ryan. He, he's doing things with movies. And yeah, he's had some screenwriters on for, for some interviews. They're actually really cool. I, being something of a writer myself, it was really cool to hear like the creative process from different guys. Gentlemen. Parting words. I think I've angered the Lord again, so uh, I'll keep it short. Uh, good fight. It's a good podcast. Appreciated it. Have a good one. God bless. Pilot, anything to add? Um, yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, keep in tune with us. And everybody have a good weekend or a good week and watch as much boxing and you know as you can. It's gonna get cracking soon. Alright, hit us up on Discord. You can find us there. It's bxng bxng.co slash Discord. So you can get into our chat if you want. So that's gonna do it for us here at B Sides Boxing. I would invite just invite don't join this <laughs> for the most toxic places you've ever been. Oh uh, it, it can get pretty rough, yes. <laughs> But we may, you may have some, you know, you may see some fights. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Mm-hmm. If you get past, I, I want to say, have, like, if, you, if you have like above 65 IQ, um, you'll probably be able to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, it's just there's a bit of difficulty at the beginning as people sort of get uh, hazed uh, as their, you know, introduction. See if you can you can hack it, but it's if not. British just know we the, the limit has been reached. If you're British, do not join the chat. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. <laughs> Love that you listen. You know, God bless, but don't do not join the chat. If you join the chat, don't talk. You know what I'm saying? Just, just don't talk. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it. All right, fellas, thanks for joining me tonight. Appreciate it. See ya. Peace, Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net. 